The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude. This is your tech news briefing for Friday, February 3rd. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Lawmakers in the U.S. are worried about TikTok's ties to China and its impact on users. The company has tried several different strategies to alleviate those concerns. Now, it's got a new approach, one that was tried not all that successfully by another Chinese-owned company. On today's show, our social media reporter Georgia Wells is with us to explain what TikTok is doing and why it thinks it could make a difference. That's after these headlines. Starting off with a slew of earnings that were reported on Thursday, a slowdown in online marketing has hit Alphabet's advertising revenue. The parent company of Google reported $59 billion in ad revenue for the fourth quarter, a decrease of 3.6 percent from the same period the previous year, according to FactSet. This is only the second time ad sales have fallen since Google became a publicly traded company in 2004. Overall, Alphabet reported $76 billion in earnings during the fourth quarter, a slight increase from the same period in 2021. Apple's three-year streak of record profits has come to an end. The iPhone maker struggled to deliver its premium smartphones during the holiday season due to manufacturing disruptions in China. Net profit in the final three months of 2022 was $30 billion, down 13 percent from a year ago, while revenue was just over $117 billion, a 5 percent year-over-year drop. Qualcomm, the maker of mobile phone chips, posted a 12 percent drop in sales as the global semiconductor market continues to struggle and smartphone demand declines. Breaking the trend of disappointing results, Amazon reported higher-than-expected quarterly sales Thursday, coming in at more than $149 billion, about 9 percent more than the same period a year ago. It also said sales in the current quarter should reach between $121 and $126 billion, which was expected by Wall Street estimates. But Amazon did say it's seeing a slowdown in spending on cloud computing, typically an engine of profits. In the fourth quarter, Amazon Web Services saw its lowest growth rate since the company began reporting the segment. Members of the Federal Trade Commission rejected Meta's request to have Chair Lena Khan disqualified from judging the company's proposed purchase of virtual reality startup within Unlimited. Meta argued that Khan shouldn't be part of the case because of comments she made about the social media company before joining the regulator. The FTC voted along party lines that Khan could remain on the case to block the deal pending in its administrative court. A federal judge in a separate case this week declined the FTC's request to halt the purchase. Twitter plans to start charging developers for API access. The move is the latest by CEO Elon Musk to monetize the social media platform. API, or Application Programming Interface, lets developers analyze some internal data, including tweets, to build tools with it. Starting next week, Twitter will offer a paid basic tier of access, but didn't say how much it would cost. The company currently offers both a free and paid version of its API. Twitter didn't return a request for comment. 
And yesterday we told you about Samsung's new line of smartphones, but they weren't the only thing the South Korean tech giant debuted. WSJ's personal tech news editor, Shara Tipkin, has more. Along with smartphones, Samsung also introduced three new PCs, and it kind of hinted at a new relationship that it has with Qualcomm and Google to develop It's called extended reality devices. So this could be a combination of like virtual reality and augmented reality in one product. They didn't actually show a headset. They didn't really give any details besides saying that they're working on this. But, you know, it's kind of noticeable because Meta is kind of the big player in town when it comes to the metaverse and virtual reality. And now we're seeing Google and Samsung and Qualcomm, which dominate the phone market. They're now going to be partnering on extended reality. All right, coming up, museum-like. That's how our social media reporter described TikTok's new transparency and accountability center. But is it exhibiting enough to calm lawmakers' concerns? We'll discuss after the break. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com Claude today. This week, TikTok brought a group of journalists on a tour of its new Transparency and Accountability Center, just outside Los Angeles. It's the latest step by the popular social media app to calm concerns from U.S. lawmakers and regulators who worry TikTok's Chinese ownership exposes the app, and by extension its users, to oversight by Beijing. It's part of a host of steps TikTok is taking to give more insight into how its systems work. But it's not the first company to try this strategy. With me to discuss the new center and its possible impact is our social media reporter, Georgia Wells. Hey, Georgia. Great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me. So you visited this transparency and accountability center. What was it like? TikTok's Transparency and Accountability Center, it felt like a museum exhibit or like the visitor center for a national park or some other kind of curated display you might visit. And so... You walk in and it has these big computer screens or digital screens that show different kind of curated snippets of information about the company's privacy policies and how the company makes moderation decisions and different tools the company has for teen users or family, uh, ways that families can use TikTok together. And then also in this cluster of rooms, there's these computer modules where you can try your hand at kind of moderating TikTok's videos the way some of their thousands and thousands and thousands of content moderators have to do it. So it was a way to learn more about TikTok in a way that the company wanted to teach people about its kind of role in the world. Who do they expect to bring through this center, apart from journalists that they brought in the other day? TikTok is looking to bring regulators, 
lawmakers, possibly academics, like anybody who has a serious interest in TikTok and its future in this country. Can you tell us a little bit about the context for why TikTok is doing this? TikTok has been working with U.S. regulators for more than two years to try to convince them that there's a way that TikTok can kind of create this standalone unit in the U.S. to operate. And the whole goal here is to try to alleviate concerns that the Chinese government could pressure TikTok's Chinese corporate owner to either collect data on Americans or serve them or influence the content it serves to its users. What is TikTok trying to do with this move? TikTok appears to be trying to adjust its public image to be a company that kind of shares more information proactively. TikTok actually started working on this transparency center back in 2020. And that was around the time when the Trump administration was talking about banning TikTok. So clearly, like, TikTok was in the hot seat at that time. But then the pandemic obviously delayed the creation and opening of this transparency center. But these concerns about TikTok's relationship with its Chinese parent company have been lingering for a really long time. And TikTok is, I think, hoping to see some closure in the next year on these issues. It appears that this, like, transparency campaign is one one piece of TikTok's effort to convey that it is operating more transparently. We talk about lawmakers being upset with TikTok. Is this something that lawmakers on both sides of the aisle agree on? So we're starting to see a lot more bipartisan consensus that something needs to happen with TikTok. If you rewind to mid-2020, the concerns around TikTok were actually usually more Republican lawmaker concerns. But now we're seeing more and more Democratic lawmakers express similar concerns. And Mike Gallagher is a really good example of that. So then how much of an impact do we actually expect this center to make given that growing bipartisan concern? It's hard to like quantify how much of an impact this could have. But I think that it's just like one piece of TikTok's new campaign to try and um, use transparency to build some trust in Washington. So I don't know, like in the future will tell whether or not this kind of makes serious inroads. This strategy, this transparency center strategy, we've seen it before, right? Huawei. So Huawei is notable because it's the other main sort of success story of a consumer brand from China that really made it big outside China that also faced kind of similar concerns from regulators. And in 2019, Huawei opened what it called the Cybersecurity Transparency Center in Brussels. And Brussels, as you know, is the home to the headquarters of the EU. And so at that opening back in 2019, a Huawei executive said that they hopes to like showcase the company's cybersecurity practices. And so Huawei was in a similar position of trying to convince regulators there that it could be trusted to operate in a way that would protect customers from any influence from the Chinese government. So how successful was the strategy then for Huawei in Brussels? So in Brussels, it didn't work that well. Many experts expressed skepticism about what Huawei was trying to show them. TikTok shared some other news this week about its algorithm, right? So TikTok also shared more details about how its app's moderation system and algorithm systems worked. And so this also appears to be kind of part of a broader offensive tactic to try to kind of share more with users, include users more ahead of some decision making so that people understand better why they're seeing what they're seeing on the app. Georgia, you were speaking with us just the other day about these changes that TikTok is making. I mean, they keep coming out with new strategies. What happens next? 
So TikTok is still trying to convince U.S. lawmakers and U.S. regulators that this system to silo off a portion of its operations in the U.S. could work. But meanwhile, we've got some bills to ban TikTok and winding their way through Congress. So it's really a question mark right now how this is going to pan out for TikTok. All right. That's our reporter, Georgia Wells. Thanks for joining us, Georgia. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And that's it for Tech News Briefing this week. TNB's producer is Julie Chang. Our supervising producer is Melanie Roy. And our executive producer is Chris Zinsley. I'm your host, Zoe Thomas. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.